Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. I'm Manfred. He's Stefan Bienkowski, and he's sitting right next to me. Hey, Stefan. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Yeah. It's, um, you know, those who have uh, listened to the uh, bonus show, of course, on the Substack know that I did make it to Hamburg. Uh, I know I left us a little bit of a cliffhanger on the last show, and um, where I was actually able to escape snowy Munich. Uh, and I did. I guess the big question now is if I'm going to make it back on Friday. Yeah, and uh, if you're going to be able to get to this weekend's games, hopefully, yeah. there's, there's talk of more snow today, I think, oh. um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we we'll just discussed before the show that you might have to take the car because your, uh, your, your faith in the German public transport system is at an all-time low. It's very low, yeah. Also, there's a Deutsche Bahn stri strike Thursday and Friday now, which is just great, um, considering that they completely let us down um, in Bavaria. <laughs> uh, trying to leave Munich. No, they decided that, you know, after just getting back to work, that they want to take off work again. I'm pro-union, but timing. <laughs> Read the room, guys. <laughs> this is not it. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, I'm hopeful to be able to make it back on, on Friday to Munich. I'm flying, um, so hopefully I can make it back there. But it's been a productive few days. Um, we've been watching a bunch of games together yesterday and then of course we have meetings today. We have a Transferma Christmas party to go to and I'm worried mm. both of us have to sing. Yeah, there's this absolutely horrid tradition where the new members of staff have to sing. Um, even though you've been here for a number of years now, man. It's for four years. First Christmas party you've able, been able to go to because of COVID and things. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Needless to say, we're going to have to start drinking quite heavily from about 3 p.m. onwards, so we have a bit of Dutch courage to sing later did, on. Did you see that the kitchen is stacked full of beer? Yeah, well, I'd expect nothing less from Transfer Mart. <laughs> <laughs> looks good. It's back, though. Yeah. Um, yes, anyways. Um, yeah, we have a bunch of games to discuss, so let's jump right into it after this break. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro sport and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to the bet online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, Stefan, um, match day 14 it is. Mm. Um, Friday kickoff Hoffenheim against Bochum. Mm. Uh, the Bundesliga continues its tradition of... Um, not putting the best game on Friday. <laughs> uh, in fairness, there was Pokal. We had we had lots of Pokal drama. So um, if you wanna wanna listen back to that, that's on the Substack now. Um, but Hoffenheim against Bochum. What are your thoughts here? 
Yeah, so, I mean, we say it's not exactly a fantastic game, but um, it should be an intriguing game because you've got Hoffenheim side who aren't playing very well. Um, and, you know, I did really think that last week result against Gladbach was going to be the one that kind of made a break what's going on at, Glad- at Hoffenheim right now because, mm. as I discussed in last week's show, they're not in a great run of form, but they have been able to kind of rely on that away form, um, which just didn't really seem to happen. Um, and they lost 2-1 to Gladbach. Mm-hmm. Um, they've now gone four games without a win. Um, you know, he's kind of, Matarazzo is, you know, he's, he, I think he said last result was maybe unnecessary or something, but um, there's, they are definitely struggling for form. And their home form has not been great recently. And they come up against a Bochum side... Um, mm. who are actually scraping together a decent run of form. They're unbeaten in the last five Bundesliga games, yep. um, which is the longest run they've gone since promotion unbeaten, uh, which is interesting, since 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the stat that I think should get people excited about this game is that in the last eight head-to-heads between these two teams, uh, there have been an average 3.75 goals per game. So, so maybe not boring. Not boring. Um, it should be a good contest. I've gone for a draw here, but I'm going to go for an exciting one. I had initially wrote down 1-1, but I've changed it to 2-2 because mm. uh, I think it's going to be a really fascinating match, which should see Bochum continue on beating run and Hoffenheim still kind of searching for a return to form. I actually have Hoffenheim uh, get their return to form here. Yeah. At home. Yeah. 2-1 is my tip. Um I just sense that whenever there is a run like that for a side like Bochum and when they, you know, that it will end sooner rather than later. You know, if you're, if you're a small team that is kind of fighting off um, relegation five games in a row, unbeaten mm-hmm. is a long time. And sooner or later, the, the odds just go the other way. And I, I feel too that Hoffenheimer do a win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just... I had a really hard time separating them because of you know many of the things that you said, mm. uh, and that's when I usually rely on my gut instinct, and I just feel that Hoffenheim will do a win, and that's you know not the best analysis here, but <laughs> that's what I'm going with. So I have this as a two-one win, but Bochum have been remarkable, mm. and that's, this run has been really really impressive, um, and in, in particular at home, right? Yeah, um, which is also you know one of the thing reasons why I think like this this could end here because they're going away. Um, but yeah, let's see. Um, the amount of goals that get scored in this game is, is fascinating and, and maybe makes this worth watching um, on a Friday night. But yeah, interesting. All right, so that gets us to the first Saturday game. And um, I'm going to put this out here. Union Berlin are finally going to win a game. <sighs> bold, bold, bold call. Bold, I know. Um, well, Bold. why don't you explain your reason behind it and then we'll take it from there. So, the number one reason is that Union have won their last four games against Gladbach. <laughs> and um, they had two weeks off. Hmm. I think that is something that will actually really, really help them. Um, it's the new head coach. He's going to have some, finally had some time to work with this team. Um, I know they were in, And the other thing is too, they were actually Munich, stuck like me, um, training at 1860s ground. Right. Is not necessarily the foundation of success, but <laughs> <laughs> um, this, there were some great pictures this week with Kevin Folland uh, training 1860. Of course, he's an 1860 product, right? Mm. 
and um, uh, there was a lot of good pictures with him yeah, the entire team stuck in the snow doing snowball fights in Munich far away from Berlin but you know what I think that helps that's yeah. almost like a little mini training camp and uh, being away from that negativity um, a, you know, a ski trip upwards. yeah no it kind of <laughs> is like, I, I f it felt like that the photos that like got leaked and the way they were working because the facilities at eight, so 1860 of course a chaos club and um, the game on the weekend unfortunately got cancelled but I'm still going to write about them next week so don't be worried um, but their facilities are really nice um, and so you know I think it's a really good opportunity for a few of these players to kind of reset and I think that was really really necessary I think if they had played Bayern last Saturday and got smashed mm. my prediction here would be very different but I feel like this two weeks will have done them a world of good and yeah, I think they were going to turn around the fortunes here and win 2-1. Yeah, it's it's a pretty compelling argument, to be honest with you. Uh, I struggle to separate these teams. Um, there's something about Gladbach that kind of makes me think Siona's slowly but surely kind of getting a, a tune out of this team. Um, mm -hmm. The amount of goals in their games recently have been remarkable. Um, and I'm actually going for the opposite result, which, believe it or not, is actually quite just as unprecedented as a, a new, an Union Berlin win because um, leading into this game, Gladbach have only won two of the last 25 games in the Bundesliga, which is just bonkers. Um, oh, I mean, did you watch the Pokal game? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know why. I just feel like Union are still not out of the woods yet. Uh, it's a very tight game, uh, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for, for Gladbach. Okay. All right. Um, up next, Frankfurt against Bayern. Love this game. But what do you think here? I think this is one of the easier ones to predict, to be mm. honest. Uh, Frankfurt weren't great in the Pokal midweek, which no. we talked about in the bonus show. Uh, their run of form recently has been very below par. They look like a team who are now just kind of kind of grinding into the winter break in first gear with a flat tyre, mm. smoke coming up from under the bonnet. Um, just kind of desperately hoping to get to the break and just kind of take stock of things. Um, and I feel like Bayern come to town isn't going to help that. So I've gone for a very comfortable 2-0 win for Bayern, who also had an extended period of time yeah. off. So this should be pretty strong. It's, it's an interesting question, though. Is that two-week period helping Bayern or not? Because while that might really help Union Berlin, mm. for Bayern Munich, that might actually not be as beneficial. Um, I still think they're going to win this game. Um, I think 2-1. Um, but having said that, um, it's because of Frankfurt's home stadium. I've gone, I've been to, to Frankfurt games against Bayern in, mm. in the Waldstadion and um, I was there when Frankfurt famously beat them 5-1 and Niko Kovac got fired the next day. Um, and I, I just know what a special occasion the, 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 the Frankfurt Stadium can be whenever Bayern Munich are in town. I also think that the Pokal exit is actually going to put some fire um, into this team. You know, the reaction by sporting director Marco, Markus Krusche was was very harsh. Um, and um, yeah, I, I do think there's going to be a bit of a reaction by Frankfurt. I just don't think it's going to be enough to mm. beat Bayern Munich. And uh, so I went for a 2-1 Bayern Munich win, um, which, you know, means Bayern are back on track. They haven't been, you know, Bayern Munich haven't been scoring that many goals lately. That's the other thing. Yeah. One against um, one against Köln, right? Um, of course, then the game last week got cancelled. Um, but they also only, well, they scored four against Heidenheim while conceding two. 
but it hasn't been like they have been a goal scoring machine um, zero zero against Copenhagen right um, yeah it's it's a bit of an odd one um, right now that they're not necessarily the most prolific goal scorer so that's why I think this is going to be a bit more narrow yeah um, but we'll I, I think this is really a game worth what tuning into as well yeah definitely uh, really fascinating game um, okay up next Wolfsburg against Freiburg uh, that's the Wolfsburg owe me 120 minutes and Gladbach owe me 120 minutes from the <laughs> midweek game. And um, I just, I think Kovac is in trouble. Yeah. I think he's really, really in trouble. And I think that Freiburg are going to beat this beat this side 2-0. Uh, and I think that could maybe be the beginning of the end there. Yeah, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you, to be honest. Um, because Wolfsburg's home form has really been the only thing that's been a kind of saving grace recently. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got just one defeat at home this season. Um, they've won five and drawn one as well. Um, and if that was to fail them this weekend, you'd really have to wonder what was what's going on with Nico Kovac. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually talking to one of our German uh, French colleagues last night about Kovac's time at Monaco and you know how he's regarded there and. He said there's a degree of ambivalence. There's no kind of hard feelings or anything just because Monaco are always known as this kind of basket case club. And yeah. we were discussing the manner in which, uh, you know, he's picked two clubs in, 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 in Monaco and Wolfsburg who, you know, aren't exactly famous for being uh, safe hands or comfortable mm. places to nurture a young coaching career. But it, it feels like Kovac at Wolfsburg is either feast or famine. They're either in a great run of form or they're hairs on fire and they're running around the place and right now it's the latter and I feel like Freiburg will probably have picked them off I'm going for a very narrow 1-0 win mm. for Freiburg which could spell the end for Kovac yeah. um, maybe the club might be able to wait until the winter break and see where it stands with things from there but if the home form begins to falter now then they could end up in free fall yeah, I mean I did cover that um, in the Monday bulletin right mm. uh, some reactions from Wolfsburg and Obviously, since then, it's only gotten worse. Um, yeah. Bastian Schweinsteiger made an interesting comment after the Pokal match. Yes, I did manage to watch 120 minutes and then also watch Bastian Schweinsteiger's commentary and then jump on a flight the next morning. Um, I don't sleep much. But <laughs> uh, he said that, you know, football is so cruel because Jonas Wind has that chance, right? And the Wolfsburg wins. Um, no one would talk about Kovac anymore and now because they lost because Manu Kone pops up and scores in the 120 minute to knock out Wolfsburg out it's full crisis mode now and it will probably cost us his job and I thought it was really he's right I mean it's it's such little margins and right now they're just trending really heavily against um, against um, Niko Kovac hmm. um, Werder against Augsburg Stefan well, I feel like this is the one that you should take a lead on since sure. you wrote your newsletter on Augsburg. I did. And Augsburg are unfortunately very good right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are. Uh, they're fourth um, since Thorup has taken over. Point average, mm-hmm. 2.00. Um, that's 68 points uh, over the full season, um, which is enough to get into the Champions League. They're six points off our Euro- um, a European spot at the moment. Um, they have been... It's it's kind of hard to pinpoint it. You know, they they play good football, but it's not spectacular. I think mm. it's the best way to describe it. It's very structured. Uh, the numbers kind of highlight that too. Um, although I did point that out in my newsletter as well, that 
a lot of the numbers are still kind of skewed of um, his predecessor Enrico Maaßen and we'll still need to have some time to get a clearer picture right but they're, they're hugely efficient they're the seventh most efficient team in German football at the moment um, they they play a style that I think the Frankfurt game really exemplified that um, when the lead got cut into half they just kept playing rather than relying on a defensive kind of structure and I think that that is how Jess Torup ticks um, mm. in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's little things too that, um, and I, I pointed this out in the newsletter, so I don't want to get into detail, but he's really managed to kind of get a team spirit going there. And um, the thing that I mentioned in the newsletter as well, that these next three games um, are going to kind of define where the journey is going to go for Augsburg, right? First it's Werder Bremen, then it's Dortmund, and then it's Stuttgart. Mm. Um, this this might sound daft, but these next two games for Bremen are probably the easier ones. <laughs> um, but I, I, I for Augsburg, I mean, because Augsburg Dortmund hasn't exactly been good, and Augsburg, mm. Dortmund don't like playing against Augsburg either. Yeah. But I do think that um, Augsburg are going to win this game against Bremen two one. Yeah, I've actually gone for the exact same result. Yeah. Um, and I completely agree with you. Um, Augsburg do look good. Um, we've talked about them a lot, whether in the bulletins or in the podcast recently, because mm-hmm. of the head coach change. And I did say at the time that I felt like their underlying stats did suggest a team who are pl- playing better than results suggested. And obviously, mm-hmm. Torops managed to get a little bit more out of them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they come up against a Bremen side who are in real trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, their only three wins this season have come against Union, Cologne, and Mainz. Um, they are currently sitting just two points above the relegation spot or the playoff spot above Darmstadt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm really struggling to see how they're going to turn around. The problem for Werder Bremen is they just continue to ship so many goals. And, you know, when a team's maybe not picking up points, but they're grinding out results and, you know, it's maybe the lack of goals scored, but they're keeping clean sheets. That's one thing. But a team that are just shipping goals constantly... Um, really makes you wonder uh, how they can turn things around. Um, that has to be their main priority between now and the end of the year, actually, if they are going to try and pick up some points because there's a good chance that they'll finish 2023 in or amongst those relegation spots because yeah. uh, I've gone for a 2-1 win to Augsburg as well and, yeah, I, I do fear for Werder Bremen going forward. Yeah, totally. Um, Werder Bremen, of course, going to have a close eye on this next match, which is Heidenheim against Darmstadt. Mm. Um I think this Heidenheim team is going to beat Darmstadt, which is, of course, good news for everyone else down there, right? Because Darmstadt is sitting in that uh, playoff spot. But, you know, I think quality-wise, not much separates them, but Schmidt is one of the best head coaches in German football. I think that much is established. He's done an incredible job. He's getting a lot of of, of players. Uh, Tim Kleindienst is the second-best German scorer Mm. in any of the top five leagues. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that includes a list of players like Kai Harvards, etc. Um, and um, you know, that tells you everything you need to know about the Heidenheim side. I wouldn't be surprised if they stay in the league. Yeah, and and you know, when it comes to Heidenheim, the key is to kind of look at that home form. Yeah, uh, that's what got them promoted. That's what got them playing so well in the five Bundesliga over the last couple of years. And it's what got and it's what's kept them out of trouble this season. I think ninety two percent of their points won at home. Uh, won in general have come at home this season, um, and they come up against the Darmstadt side, whose winless run right now is second only to Union Berlin's. Hmm. 
Um, you know, they've drawn two and lost four. Uh, second longest winless run in German football right now. Uh, oh, sorry, in the Bundesliga. And, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, I've gone for a 2-0 win here to Heidenheim because... Uh, and, and, and it's a huge six-pointer. Yeah. It's it's a game which, um, as you said, Werder Bremen, and I think most clubs in this in that bottom half of the table will be keeping a close eye on because... Mm. Um, it, it's an, and it, I think the really interesting thing as well, actually, is that even though Heidenheim have managed to kind of keep out of trouble, their actual points total since promotion is actually quite low. I think only Greuther Furt have picked up fewer points as a promoted side. Yeah. Um, but the fact that there's currently four teams below Heidenheim just shows how many teams are struggling this season. Mm. You know, and the fact that the fact that Cologne, Mainz, and Union Berlin are all down there. Yeah. has been a bit of a blessing for the likes of Heidenheim, Darmstadt, Bremen, Bochum. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't expect that to really change. I think Heidenheim will probably get a really important three points this weekend. I mean, there's a real separation at the table at the moment, right, with the top mm. five being, I mean, even Dortmund with 25 points, yeah. um, you know, and Leipzig with 26. Uh, those two teams are not even in the top three. Yeah. Um, you know, Stuttgart with 30. Um, I mentioned the stat um, on the... Um, on the the bonus show um, that like since what was it since uh, 1995 96 um, only what 24 teams mm. um, reached 30 points at this point of the season and 12 of them won the title mm. and this this year you're only third with that <laughs> so you know it's it's, it's really interesting um, so yeah I, I I think there's a huge separation between the top and the bottom, which means that the bottom teams, even though like Köln with nine points, are not on in a relegation spot, which is kind of crazy. And I, I I reckon that will even out a little bit, um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of the top, Dortmund against Leipzig. Um, this is your match of the week. Yes, it is um, because we've got two teams here who aren't exactly uh, on form. No. Um, you know, in terms of points won in the last five games, Leipzig are fourth, Dortmund are twelfth. Um, in terms of home form for Dortmund, who are obviously playing at home, uh, they're fifth in the table. Leipzig, who are playing away, are seventh in the table for points mm-hmm. won on the road. Two teams here who should be probably second, third in the league, but yeah. you know, just aren't really anything quite like that at all. Um, and I think there could be repercussions for one of these coaches mm-hmm. more so than the other. But, I mean, at the same time, I think, I guess it's hard to, I'm trying to think of like the best way to contextualise this because even though they're still fourth um, and only six point, points off Bayern, I do kind of feel like RB Leipzig and Marco Rosa have kind of flown under the radar in terms of avoiding criticism, which one could argue is just a case of being a Leipzig head coach. And it's one of the benefits, I guess, that they don't have the same media mm-hmm. scrutiny like Dortmund or Bayern or even more traditional clubs like Stuttgart, not Stuttgart, sorry, Hamburg and Schalke. Um, and Stuttgart too, I guess. But, um, you know, there's there's maybe some raised eyebrows as to, you know, Leipzig are really dropping silly points in recent weeks. Um, but undoubtedly, you know, everyone will be watching this game to see what how Dortmund respond after... Uh, humbling defeat to Stuttgart yeah. midweek, which we talked about in the bonus show, um, where Stuttgart very comfortably kind of disbanded of them. And there's been a lot of talk, there's been a lot of kind of murmurs and raised voices and 
speculation over what's going on at Dortmund. We did our transfer roundup show on the fact that, you know, Stanic, uh, Vatska's right-hand man, was sacked in midweek. There's Daniel Malin consistently been linked with moves away from the club. Mm. Um, if Dortmund don't respond to all that with a decent performance on Sunday, you have to really question what's going on there and what will happen in the, in the coming weeks. I did see one Dortmund fan uh, on a forum I was on say, It'd be very Dortmund for us to go and win this game four or five nil, just to prolong the kind of malaise that has kind of set in this season. I completely under, I can, can totally see that happening. Uh, but my own result is actually a two-two draw, which will suit neither team. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so I've gone for a two-two draw here. I actually think Dortmund are going to lose this game. Yeah. Yeah, I went for a two-nil Leipzig win. Um, I think that Dortmund are going to come out aggressively. I think they're going to. You know, do what they did against Bayern, and I think Leipzig are gonna love it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to just love it, um, yeah. and that's that's been you know we seen we saw it with when Dortmund came out and threw out all fundamentals against Bayern Munich, and within eight minutes that game was over. Yeah, and I expect something very similar here. Mm-hmm. I expect that um, Dortmund are gonna come out guns blazing, Leipzig are gonna absorb the pressure. They're gonna hit them on a few counter attacks. And this might be over pretty quick. I went for a 2-0 Leipzig win. Mm. Um, which, of course, then also means that Dortmund at this point have to hope that Germany continues to good run in European <laughs> competitions and get the fifth Champions League spot. Because that's a, that's a six-pointer for the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, Leipzig winners, they will be on 29 points. Dortmund will remain at 25. That's a four-point gap. So that's a lot. Um, and I don't think Stuttgart are going to... You know, this, the numbers just speak so much for Stuttgart reaching the Champions League spot at this moment that it's going to be very hard to get into that top four if they don't win it. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think the crisis is going to continue there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing I can really see is maybe if Dortmund can revert to that kind of ultra-defensive system which saw them yeah. get a point against Leib- uh, Leverkusen last weekend and it's seen them do well against in Champions League. But, yeah, I, I, I don't hold a huge amount of hope for them. Mm. Um, but... I guess we have to they see tried what it against Stuttgart too, and it didn't yeah, work well, at all. Yeah. True, you know. I mean, it, it takes the, those the analytic teams of Bundesliga sides are huge, especially like Leipzig. Mm. They will have taken one look at that Leverkusen game and said, like, oh, you know, it worked for ninety minutes, but we can decide decipher this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, yeah, bad news um, keep coming. Um, all right, Stuttgart against Leverkusen. This is my game of the week. Mm-hmm. I had a really hard time predicting it. Um, I'm immensely looking forward to it because I'm going to go to it, probably drive to it, as you mentioned. <laughs> um, and both these teams look really good midweek. Um, Stuttgart have been very impressive for weeks now. Um, yet I think that the way Stuttgart actually play is going to slightly favor Leverkusen. Um, I don't think Stuttgart have it in them to play with five, five, uh, two times five defensive lines, right? Mm. Um, I do think this is going to be a hugely entertaining game, and I do think that Leverkusen are going to just etch it two one. Yeah, I've gone for something similar. Uh, I've gone well. I've gone for three two win for Leverkusen in mm. sense. I've gone a tight game, lots of goals. Um, but yeah, I think man for man, Leverkusen are the better yeah. team. Uh, I think Stuttgart have shown that they're very capable of kind of punching up, better, very capable of beating good teams. But also sometimes when they come up against decent sides, they do kind of get played through at times. And I think this yeah. Leverkusen team are definitely capable uh, of doing that. So um, 
yeah, I've gone for 3-2. I think it's going to be a great game to watch on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully you'll get to it. Hopefully uh, yeah, by plane, train or automobile. Um, but um, yeah, let's see what happens. But yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. And, and that's, that's just like, it's also just worth noting that if Leverkusen are still top of the league after a really difficult run of fixtures recently, mm. um, again, uh, and you know a comprehensive Pokal win as well, it's worth noting, uh, we did say on the bonus show we talked about the Florian Verts injury it looks like he should be okay for Sunday yeah. um, a few defenders were also rested uh, in midweek an entire backline in fact and goalkeeper were rested mm-hmm. in the game against Paderborn so yeah could be a relatively fresh Leverkusen side and Patrick Schick returning as well who's looked good in the two yeah. games he's played so far so yeah I think I think Stuttgart will do well here to get a point but I don't ex- I don't suspect they will Undorf and Goriassi against Schick and Boniface yeah uh, maybe my 2-1 was a bit conservative um, <laughs> alright final game of the week Köln against Mainz yeah I've gone for this is just it feels almost like an anti-climax that yeah. the weekend finishes on this I'll be on the road somewhere <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I've gone for a 1-0 Mainz win here just because they have looked better in recent weeks. They look like they are slowly but surely beginning to pull themselves out of that bottom three. Yeah. And in contrast, uh, again, I still have very little hope for this clone side. They seem to be in a bit of a mess as well. So, again, another kind of relegation six-pointer almost, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've gone for a 1-0 win for Mainz. I went for 1-1. 1-1. Eins, eins. One, one. Eins, eins to Mainz. Eins, eins to Mainz, yeah. Um, yeah, I... I... It's a late Sunday game. It's cold, snowy. No one wants to be there. Um, <laughs> Köln Stadium atmosphere is going to be good, I guess. But yeah, I, I just... Just go to the Christmas market. I guess so. <laughs> Drink some blue wine. Um, yeah. um, you might need a lot for this game. You might need a lot. Pre-drink. It's late and it's going to be cold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just don't think this is going to be spectacular. This is going to be a typical Sunday night 1-1 one, one draw. Anyways, that does it from us for today. Um, as always, this show is brought to you in association with Get German Football News. They're they are fantastic in posting this. Um, Stefan is up one point again. Yeah, I checked. Um, and I think you maintained that lead last week too, so we'll have to see. Um, and also brought to you uh, by our sponsors, Bet Online. We'll be back next week, more regular schedule, because I'm in Munich, you'll be back in Scotland. Mm. Uh, pray for us at the Christmas party. We both have to sing. <laughs> <laughs> no cell phones on auto, thank God. Um, <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube our house is a mess come 
Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.